Hello and welcome to Kenny's G League, the podcast all about the Rip City Remix. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the Remix's season schedule that just got released a few days ago. We're going to talk about the players that are either already going to be on the Remix or are likely to be on the Remix. And we're going to give a little preview of some players league-wide that you'll want to be watching for this season. First, I wanted to give a long overdue review of NBA Summer League that I got to go to uh, this past summer. Back in July, I got to travel to the worst place on earth, Las Vegas, Nevada, and got to see some summer league games, both for the Trailblazers and a variety of other teams. So we got there uh, in time for the first day of games, and the game that I was excited about was the Trailblazers versus the Houston Rockets, game number one on the list for me to see. I saw a little bit of the prior game. Um... So in that game, we saw several players that will likely see time on the remix this season. Ibu Baji was starting for the Blazers. He ended up in that first game with four points, four rebounds, excuse me, four points, two rebounds, and three blocks. Uh, Also, that we'll see some time on the remix. Uh, We saw Antoine Davis, 11 points in that game, two assists and a steal. Um, we also saw Wap Reith, who just signed a contract with the Blazers. Unclear whether he'll see time on the remix this year. I would assume it's less likely that he sees time on the remix. In that first game, he had 10 points, 8 rebounds. A uh, lot of good stuff from, from Wap Reith, really, in uh, Summer League. And John Butler Jr., 5 points, 2 rebounds. And uh, in addition, Justin Manaya, who saw some time last year with the Capitans in the G League, He had two points and five rebounds. So some good stuff from a lot of players that we will likely see in the remix this season. And uh, the next game the Blazers played, we were uh, serenaded with this unique rendition of uh, the national anthem here. Just as I'm sure you predicted, that was the Star Spangled Banner on the Roland Aerophone, which is kind of like a uh, digital saxophone. I'm sure they knew we were going to be there, and that's why they scheduled that one. In that second summer league game against San Antonio, uh, the big game of the night came from Michael DeVoe, who had 29 points. I'm expecting him to be on the remix this season, and he really showed out in that second game. Other performances in that game included John Butler Jr., three points. We got Justin Manaya, two points, three rebounds, two blocks. Uh, Wap Reith, 13 points, nine rebounds, another excellent game from him. And uh, Ibu Baji, two points, one assist, one rebound. And then on San Antonio, uh, City Cisco, uh, former Ignite legend, eight points, two assists, two rebounds, and a steal. 
So we got to see some good uh, games from these G League players coming up here. I'm especially excited about Michael DeVoe. He was a lot of fun to watch. He was on fire that night, 10 of 17 from the field, 5 of 7 from 3. Um, great game from him. He definitely has that kind of uh, combo guard pedigree in him, it looks like. So I'm excited to, to see him continue to play this season. Some guy named Victor Wembanyama also had a good game, but, uh, you know, I'm a G League fan, not an NBA fan, so I don't know much about that guy. He seems like a big deal, though, uh, but again, couldn't care less about the NBA, just a G League fan over here, so, you know, unimportant. He doesn't seem that interesting to me. So there's a very brief recap of Summer League. We saw a lot of good play from guys that we'll see more in Portland this season. Excited to see them develop. It would be really super cool if any of them develop into, you know, NBA mainstays and names that we see through the league, whether it's on the Blazers or another NBA team. You know, the thing that I always take away from Summer League or really competition in other leagues throughout the world as well is that there's just so much talent out there. It's easy to only think about the NBA, but really there's a ton of talent um, everywhere you look that there's competitive basketball and you never know who's going to rise to the occasion. And we saw a couple players this summer league do that for the Blazers. And I'm sure we'll see that throughout the season in the G League as well. So that's it for our super old news. Let's get to the current news that's happening in the G League. Just a few days ago, the remix released the season schedule This year, it's a 48-game season, 24 home games, 24 away games, with potentially more games depending on how things shake out. So, in case you forgot, here's how the season schedule kind of goes. The first 16 games are part of something called the Showcase Cup, and the top eight teams go on to the Winter Showcase, which is a single elimination tournament that's held in Las Vegas. Uh, But even teams that are eliminated from contention from winning the Cup... Uh, They still will play two games in Las Vegas, so we get to look forward to that. The Showcase Cup wraps up in uh, mid-late December. Part of the reason they do it that way is that uh, pretty much right after the Showcase Cup, um, NBA teams can start signing players to 10-day contracts, and so um, it's partially designed so that guys could show out in Vegas, and then maybe get a 10-day contract, which uh, is a pretty big boost in salary if you're a G League guy. So uh, by all means, I'll be rooting for some of our guys to get called up to an NBA team. And then we've got, uh, after the Showcase Cup, the season standings reset goes to 0-0, and uh, then you play the rest of the season, and at the end of the season, the top six teams in each conference go to the playoffs. Uh, Who knows how that'll shake out this season. Uh, Of course, you always assume that uh, the first season for any team is going to be a little rough, but that's not necessarily always the case in the G League since there's so much um, turnaround season to season. So we can talk about that uh, in a little bit. Uh, But that's what the season is going to look like this year. There are several games that I'm looking forward to. I was really looking forward to um, seeing the Grand Rapids Gold coming to town this season, but it turns out that's not going to happen. I guess that's just the way it goes when the first 16 games of the season are, uh, you know, against um, kind of these pools of teams that are located closer to each other. 
And then, you know, the second half of the season, there's only so many games and there's 31 teams. So there are several teams in the league that the Remix do not play this season, which is too bad. I was excited to see the Grand Rapids Gold because their coach is Andre Miller, Blazers legend, and of course, Hoop Grids legend. Um, there's also some other people throughout the league that we won't see come through town this year, which is unfortunate. Uh, Sagana Jop, another Hoop Grids legend. Um, some people like that. But since we're not going to see them, uh, bummer. But hey, we still got 24 home games to look forward to. Um, the most notable games that you'll want to kind of keep an eye out for if you're looking to go to some games in person this season is going to be against the uh, Ignite. The Ignite, if you don't know, is kind of the uh, team where the highest prospects that uh, the G League have play, and they've got some really interesting prospects this season to watch out for. The Ignite come through town January 22 and January 24. That's a Monday and a Wednesday. You'll want to catch one of those games for sure because there are some really exciting prospects on the Ignite, especially if you have the Trailblazers, uh, you know, kind of finishing towards the the bottom of the league this season. Uh, my understanding is something's going on with the Blazers that a lot of people are thinking they're going to be bad this next season. Something about their best player maybe not being on the team. I don't know. I'm not a uh, I'm not an NBA fan. I'm just a G League fan exclusively. Uh, so I wouldn't know anything about that. But for some reason, people think the Trailblazers are going to be bad this year. So they might be looking at some of these exciting prospects that the Ignite have. Uh, other than that, of course, check out opening weekend for the remix. That's November 17 and 18. Uh, they're playing the Lakers and the Clippers, and it's always beat LA, of course. And then the final game of the season is March 30. Uh, so make sure to hit up some games this season. I'm definitely going to be there. Uh, opening night, and I'm sure I'll be there for at least one of the Ignite games, and then uh, a good chunk of the games I've already got tickets for throughout the rest of the season. Um, so uh, let's jump into talking about some of these prospects that are on the Ignite. They've got several really exciting prospects. Uh, so first on the list of exciting prospects is Ron Holland. Uh, lots of places already have him slated as a potential number one overall draft pick this next uh, NBA draft. He's 18 years old. He's 6'8", kind of a slashing forward finisher at the rim. They're kind of hoping this season that he uh, can show some some shooting prowess in there too. That would uh, probably continue to put him towards the top. Um it's kind of interesting just going and reading about some of these young players from the G League, you know, that are all super young. Um, a lot of their draft profiles, you know, their criticism is that they need to bulk up. And it's like, well, yeah, they're 17, 18. So, of course they do. Um, so, Ron Holland, potential number one overall pick. Last mock draft I saw had him at number one. Uh, they've also got Matis Buzelius. Buzelius? I always say that wrong. Draft eligible in 2024 as well. Last mock draft I saw had him at number three. Uh, but who knows? You know, there's a whole season here to shake things out. He's 18 as well, 6'11 wing. He's definitely got a little bit of uh, shooting capabilities and a little bit of playmaking abilities. It'll be really interesting to see where he shakes out through the season. They've also got Dink Pate who is draft eligible in 2025. He is 
now the youngest pro basketball player ever in the U.S. He's five weeks younger than Scoot Henderson was when he entered the Ignite. He's a 6'8 point guard. Going to be really exciting to, to watch some uh, of his games this season. Uh, really interesting prospect. Super young, of course. Uh, there's also Izan Almanza. He's going to be uh, eligible to be drafted in 2024. They've got him slated right now as kind of a, a mid-first round pick, maybe towards the, the latter half of the lottery. 6'10", big man, um, a little less hyped than some of these other guys. But um, if, you're a, if you're a Blazers fan, any of these guys are going to be people to watch out for uh, outside of the, the NCAA. And then there's Theory Darlin, who's draft eligible in 2024. He's slated more as a potential first round pick, maybe could slide back to the second round. 19 years old, 6'6", he's got some ball handling and playmaking abilities, can shoot it a little bit. So those are the guys you'll want to watch out for uh, on the Ignite. Other than that, guys that are kind of uh, notable right now is Alex Saar. Uh, He played uh, for Perth in Australia recently, and they've actually just played two games against the Ignite. Kind of crazy that they've got some games already happening. Um, So Alex Saar brother of incredibly brief Blazers legend Olivier Saar. Uh, He's slated to be a very high draft pick in 2024 right now as well. He's a a really exciting prospect too. Um, So another guy to watch out for. In those games um, against Perth, the Ignite versus Perth, let's take a little bit of a box score look here, see what we got going on. Um, So... uh, Bazilis, 16 points, 5 rebounds. Uh, let's see here. What else we got? Ron Holland, 23 points, 3 steals, uh, 1 assist, 5 rebounds. And then uh, Olivier Saar, that first game, 17 points, 6 blocks, 7 rebounds. Uh, and then let's go here to the second game. They played two games, Wednesday and Friday. In the second game, we had uh, Ron Holland, 33 points, 5 steals, 2 assists, 6 rebounds. Bazilis, 17 points, 2 assists, 4 rebounds. And then, uh, ooh, we had a a little bit of a surprise here. Uh, One of their guards on Perth, 40 points. Jeez Louise, 6 assists, 5 rebounds. And uh, it looks like Saar... Uh, had 26 points against six blocks, three assists, 10 rebounds. Guy's a monster right now. I'm going to have to watch where he goes this season, see how things shake out for him. So already some exciting prospects showing us uh, some reasons to be excited about the G League season. Um, so that's kind of league-wide. Now, of course, there's a lot of other uh, types of players in the G League. Uh, the Ignite is where guys go that are, you know, really uh, highly touted prospects for the most part, mixed with some guys that have kind of been around the league, whether that's the NBA or uh, leagues around the world, and uh, play on the Ignite kind of, you know, to be the veterans of the team. But there's a lot of different types of players throughout the G League. There's a handful of ways that most guys uh, end up in the G League. So you've got two-way players, uh, which is a player that is... uh, signed to the NBA affiliate team, but can um, go down and play with the G League team 
they have a limit on how many games they can play in the NBA. I believe it's 50 this season, or maybe it's 45. Um, the Blazers have two of those players. They've got Ibu Baji and John Butler Jr. You're probably familiar with those guys. Uh, they were both on the Summer League team, and they were both on the Blazers last year. But since we didn't have a G League team, we just didn't really get to see them. Uh, so I'm excited to watch those two guys. They both have a lot of potential, a lot of upside. The league is also filled out with uh, NBA affiliate players. When NBA teams trim the rosters during training camp uh, and preseason, uh, they got that's their first chance at acquiring uh, the waived players for their G League affiliate team. Uh, you might have heard of Exhibit 10 contracts. That's essentially what this is a part of now. So in Exhibit 10, my understanding is it's a uh, training camp invite. And if they get cut from training camp or from the from the NBA team, uh, the G League team holds their rights and can, can sign them. Um, and the Blazers have four of those guys right now. Malachi Smith, Antoine Davis, Ashton Haggins, and George Condit the fourth. So watch out for those guys to be pretty pretty likely players to be on the G League team. And there's a host of other uh, types of players that the NBA or that the G League <laughs> is made of. You got local tryout players. The Remix have two local tryouts coming up, one in Portland and one in Seattle. It'd be really exciting if one of those guys makes the team. Uh, that would be super, super cool. There have been players in the past, uh, like Jonathan Simmons, uh, you might remember from the Spurs. He just tried out at the local tryout and uh, made the roster. There have been some other players throughout the league that have done that too. So uh, I'd be really excited uh, if a guy made the remix roster as a local tryout. Let's see here. You've also got uh, NBA draft rights players. Uh, I don't believe the Blazers have anyone that they own draft rights to that they could bring to the G League team, or at least not that's likely. Um, and then you've got a host of players that will get drafted uh, in the G League draft. And so that'll be something to watch out for um coming up here the g league draft is coming up pretty soon um so lots of ways uh f to fill out the remix roster g league rosters have uh, a minimum of 10 players plus the two-way guys so right now we've got four guys on exhibit 10 deals uh we've got two guys that I think are at least likely to be on the team. Michael DeVoe, who you might remember from uh, Summer League, and then a guy named Jakob Urbaniak, who um, the remix drafted in the uh, international draft. I have no idea how likely he is to play on the team. He played pretty sparingly uh, in, uh, I believe it was Poland. So, you know, that could be a long shot. But that's four on Exhibit 10s and Michael DeVoe, who I think is really likely to be on the remix, um, plus the two-way guys. So they'll be looking to fill out the roster for sure. I would imagine they'd look at some kind of um, veteran move, you know, bring in one or two guys that have been around a little bit. I would kind of expect that. Um, so that's what the roster looks like right now. Um Soon, I want to do a little episode on each of the guys that are likely to be on the team, Ibu Baji, John Butler Jr., Michael DeVoe, and I'm going to assume a couple of the Exhibit 10 guys like uh, Malachi Smith or, or Antoine Davis. Um, 
So we'll do a little episode coming up on some of these players just to get a, uh, an idea of uh, what their career has been like up to this point. The last little G League news that we'll talk about is just a couple brief headlines uh, of some movement in the G League. So uh, Greg Brown III, Blazers legend, uh, he's been acquired by the Texas Legends. <laughs> so Greg Brown, they've got his rights now, the Texas Legends. Um, they traded for those rights, if I uh, am looking at it correctly. Yeah, from the Ontario Clippers. Um, and then Beno Udre, who uh, is another Hoop Grids legend, he's uh, the coach of the Wisconsin Herd now. And that's kind of the only... Uh, oh, no, excuse me. Uh, Olivier Saar also is uh, re-signing with the Oklahoma City Thunder and their affiliate. Those are kind of the only bits of G League news right now. Which brings us into our last short segment here, talking about what I think a successful season would look like for the remix this year. Personally, I always kind of assume that any team in its inaugural season is going to struggle. Uh, regardless of league, whether it's the NBA or the G League or another league in the world, I think it's really difficult to be really good your first season. Uh, but it's not impossible. Just out of curiosity, I went and looked up the records for teams in the G League that started relatively recently, sometime in the 2010s to 2015, anywhere around there, 2018, 2019. Um, and there were a couple teams that stood out as being not terrible off the bat. So a, uh, a few years ago, the Capital City Go-Go uh, expanded in the G League. That's the uh, Washington Wizards affiliate team. 2018, 2019 was their first season. And they went 25 and 25 that season. So a 500 record, that is pretty darn good. Hard to be mad about that. The Windy City Bulls, when they started in 2016, that season they went 23 wins, 27 losses. Again, not terrible. It's not going to, I don't think they made the playoffs that season, uh, but by no means is it terrible. And the, the uh, college park skyhawks they're related to um the atlanta hawks their first season in 2017 2018 28 wins 22 losses they went to the conference finals uh that's really fantastic so i don't think it's impossible for the remix to be good this season uh if anything i think they've shown that they're making it a priority to you know hire people with experience and intend to you know give it their all and um, have people that have been around the league involved as best they can, but there's no guarantees. It kind of depends on a lot of factors, but just that they've brought in Jim Moran and Pujetter and some other people throughout the organization makes me think, Hey, they've got a shot, but who knows? It really depends, you know, on the players, of course, is such a big thing. Now, once I got down the line and started looking at uh, other teams in their inaugural season, it got a little uglier. The Ontario Clippers, uh, they had a not terrible start. 23 wins, 27 losses in their inaugural season. But from there, it got a little bit ugly. The Birmingham Squadron, their first season, 13 wins, 30 losses. The Long Island Nets... 17 wins, 33 losses in their inaugural season, and it kind of goes from there. So there's definitely a few teams that had winning percentages that are like, you know, they went 400, they went around there. There's a few that got around 500, 
But once you get past that, most teams' inaugural seasons get a little bit uglier. They get into, you know, maybe they crack 10 wins. Um, so I th- would expect them not to be super competitive in the playoffs or anything like that, although you never know. It certainly happens. Uh, but what I would look for this season is more player development, especially, I guess, with where the Blazers look to be this year. So I would be looking at like a Ryan Rupert. You know, maybe Ryan Rupert has some breakout games in the remix and you, uh, you know, look at the team and you say, okay, I'm seeing development from this guy. You look at um, a player like Michael DeVoe and maybe it doesn't translate for the Blazers, but you're still looking at a player finding, you know, his role in the league, whether that's um, in the G League or in um, the NBA, right? I think that would be a huge win for the team just to kind of help these players find their role in the league. Um, So to me, that's what I'm going to be looking for this season is the two-way guys, see if they can firmly move into the NBA uh, more than the G League. And then for these fringe guys that we're kind of seeing play a little bit in summer league, if they can develop their skills and find their niche in the league, whether that's the G League or the NBA, that would be a huge win. And if those things result in the team having a good record, that's just kind of icing on the cake for me. So that's what I'll be looking for this season is seeing the players develop um, individually. And if that can lead to team success, that's awesome. That's a bonus for me. So that'll kind of do it on this third episode. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, um, you can go rate it on iTunes or wherever you listen. And uh, I'll be looking forward to the next episode.